0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Louisiana to join the conversation. It's area code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. That is nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. If you are listening live during the broadcast, you can uh, sign in with your free Blog Talk Radio account um, at blogtalkradiocom band, Go to the episode page and join us in the chat room at the bottom of that page. And it's free to join up on Blog Talk Radio. Also. If you are watching live on YouTube, just remember to uh, subscribe uh, or follow the channel. Um, (laughs) uh, Deminox saying hi, waving at the screen, because I I can see you and you can't see me. Or maybe I can. (laughs) Anyway, so you can join us on YouTube, and Deminox is there with us, the first Liberal Dan Radio Patreon, so shouts out to Deminox for that um we're going to be discussing the afghanistan issues today uh but first uh we're going to start with this week's headlines the biggest news this week is that the pfizer vaccine was fully approved for youth in folks 16 and up looks like conservatives will have to find new excuses to not protect themselves like rejecting ventilators one caller to conservative talk radio said i'd rather die than go on a ventilator well you know You do you, bruh. Speaking of idiots, ivermectin is all the rage amongst people who don't want to take vaccines because they don't know what's in them. But they'll buy ivermectin from a pet store. In Mississippi, there's a shortage of ivermectin and 70% of all poison control calls in Mississippi uh, have been from ivermectin poisoning. I mean, the very least they could do if they're going to take medicines from pet supply stores is to get spayed or neutered as well. While Louisiana and Florida remain hotspots for COVID-19, uh, there is one place that is leading the surge as a percentage rise of the population, and that happens to be none other than South Dakota, home of the Sturgis Rally. Weird dog down here in Liberal Dance Topper Proceeding, we got some steals on Harley-Davidson's today. Turns out holding Sturgis wasn't that bright of an idea. But while festival goers pass away, we're passing on the savings to you. All our Harleys come freshly sanitized for your riding comfort. And while supplies last, we're throwing in some antibacterial gel and a 12-pack of 2-ply, just in case the store's run out again. So come on down to Liberal Dan Stopper City and get you a hog today. Liberal Dan Stopper City is a fictional establishment, and we don't know what the death toll of Sturgis will be. COVID-19 has struck the Arizona recount, infecting the CEO and two others in cyber ninjas. Supposedly, they are quite sick. This will cause a delay in the narrowly anticipated results karma in adult news only fans was planning on dropping adult content because of issues with the payment processors and the requirements on reporting thereof. are talk about forgetting the one who brought you to the dance but just today they've announced that they will continue to allow adult content after all is this too little too late only time will tell liberal dan rating reminds you that sex work is work and many of these policies that are claimed to be done to protect people only ends up hurting sex workers and potentially causes the harm that they claim to support or want to end. In election news, a judge has ruled that a portion of Georgia's SB202 that prevented pictures from taking, being taken of ballots is no longer enforceable. One down, many parts to go. In entertainment news, the baby from the Nirvana album is all grown up and Spencer Eldon is suing the band, claiming exploitation. It's okay, my guy. Nobody believes that you are still that small. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Libertad Radio also opposes body shaming. No news on if he comes to the courtroom, if Eldon will have to dress up in a suit, or if the judge will tell him to come as you are. No news if the Universal Music Group thinks that the case is dumb. Maybe they think it smells, but like teen spirit, I don't know. Perhaps if they settle, the man will just say, never mind, to the lawsuit. Or maybe Eldon just wants all apologies to be given to him. At least the picture wasn't taken in utero. And finally, the Texas abortion law that encourages people to turn in abortion clinics for not following the law starts September 1st. A website, ProLifeWhistleblower.com, has been created to aid people in reporting. And it would be a damn shame if people were to swarm that website and make it so that the data received was unusable. And that was this week's headlines. And apparently I have caused much pain to... Uh, Demodocs with all of my nirvana puns, but, you know, dad jokes, are rad jokes. So we've got a lot to talk about today on the show. Um, Daily News. Hey, Dan, didn't you play that next last week? I'm going to play it every week, especially as new information about South Dakota comes out. And if it shows that, you know, more and more, you know, people are getting sick because they held the Sturgis rally, uh, you know, maskless crazy people riding their harleys so i'm gonna milk that because i feel that that's one of the best produced things that i've ever made and so um one of the best if not the best produced things i've ever made um so i'm gonna keep milking that until you know i can no longer it doesn't make sense to do so so deal with it anyway um So there is a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're we're mainly going to be talking about Afghanistan uh, for most of the show. Um, Let's go ahead. Which one do we want to play first? Um, Let's do Hypocrite, because this one is modely on that, because, yeah, the the reality TV star and Fox News host is going to be this week's Hypocrite of the Week. So uh, without uh, further ado, Let's go ahead and play Hypocrite of the Week first. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Fox News' Rachel Campos Duffy, who said... We wonder, who are the people responsible for putting someone this incompetent and, frankly, this, you know, mentally frail in
2: this position? Um, And that's, yes, of course, the media and many people are saying Susan Rice and Obama and maybe Valerie Jarrett. I'm sorry, as a political spouse, I can't help but look at Jill Biden." No one knew better his state of mind than Jill, Dr. Jill Biden. And if you ask me, the most patriotic thing Jill Biden could have done was tell her husband to love her husband and not let him run in, these, in, in this mental state that he's in. I think she failed the country as well.
1: Besides the fact that she's picking on President Biden's mental capacity while being unable to form a coherent sentence herself, she also supported the ultra-incompetent and mentally frail Donald Trump. Did she call on Melania to take action about Trump's clear speaking and other mental issues? Oh wait, I guess not, because he said this.
3: You'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points.
1: (sighs) To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash Dan. And there you go. Even though last week was my episode about obesity, you got a supersized version of Hypocrite of the Week this week. Uh, all about the hypocrisy of uh, being critical of, uh, I like how they call her Dr. Jill Biden when it's convenient to them or when they're trying to mock somebody as if, they have any room to mock somebody with a PhD. Um, but you know, they, they're trying to mock her or criticize her for, you know, letting president Biden run for office or whatever. Donald Trump, you know, Mr. Confessy the oranges of the drawdown of the Afghanistan, you know, pull out, uh, if only Fred Trump would have pulled out, as I said last week, uh, You know, lots of hypocrisy there, but I did want to make, there was so much stuff to put in there that I had to make it a special, supersized example of Hypocrite of the Week this week. So let's go ahead and take the first commercial break, come back, start discussion of the topic of Afghanistan, taking your calls as well, 914-803-4131, that's 914-803-4131. This is Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
4: And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah.
1: If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today.
5: Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demi host of The World According to Nox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat, and find me on Twitter by the handle X That's the letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-S. Now enjoy the rest of your
4: podcast.
1: And welcome back to Liberdan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914 803 914 And, of course, again, you can join us in either the blogtalkradio.com chat at blogtalkradio.com. Go to the episode page, as long as you're signed in with your free account, and you can join us there. Um, we also have uh, the chat on YouTube. Uh, Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube as well That you can feel free to join in as well There and the benefit of being on YouTube Is you get to you know See the awesome shirt that was made By Deminox As well because you know Who wants to see me but the shirt is where that. at um, Also wanted to give shout out To uh, Deminox's Bladder for being the runner-up hypocrite Of the week for apparently not being Nice uh, to him on his ride home For every bump that he hit So let's see all right, not dealing with that at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we do have uh, – what are we talking about? Well, let's just start the, the show with this uh, This ad- or appropriate quote.
3: Ha-ha, <laughs> you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders! The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known is this. Never go in against a
4: Sicilian when death is on the line.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, yes, anybody who is a fan of the Princess Bride would know that going into Afghanistan and trying to sit there for 20 years was a huge mistake a huge mistake. We shouldn't have done it. We clearly uh, could have gone, uh, you know, I have no problem with the fact that we were trying to go after the, the Taliban and go after the people who were giving aid and comfort to Al Qaeda, who were trying to, you know, you know, her harm us and who did harm us on that 11. That's fine. But when we had mission creep, that was the problem that, that, that now turned to nation building when we have no business nation building, and clearly, that attempt to nation-build was an utter and complete failure. Of course, that failure doesn't, you know, as many conservatives want to say, it doesn't just land right on Biden. It lands on everybody who contributed to the nation-building. In fact, the only person who probably didn't nation-build of the presidents was Biden. He was like, we're going to get out of this stuff. Uh, we're not going to do it. Um, anyway, so one of the problems, and I want to start off with, with this. Part of, you know, Biden pulling out and his timing and whether or not a president in general should be able to go against what former presidents do and change, clearly when it comes to some some domestic policies or, or how their own administration is going to be run, a president is going to have wide but not unlimited opportunities to change course, so to speak, uh, for what the uh, from what the former president or former presidents have done. So clearly they have that authority, but they don't always have that authority, even when it comes to domestic policy. Uh, remember when Trump was trying to uh, change how we treated DACA recipients and even though he was pretty terrible about that regardless because, you know, we made deals with people like, okay, you're going to give us information. And we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be nice to you. And then if you're, as long as you're following the rules and they said, nope, you know, Trump wanted to change that. But the courts came in and said, well, there are certain things that you can't, you can't stop processing DACA. You have to, you have to do these certain things, despite the fact that they were, they were done via executive order. Biden just I think today or yesterday, I think it's today, is now required by a Supreme Court ruling to continue Trump's so-called remain in Mexico policy uh, while they await court dates, even though it might be more dangerous for them to be over there. And even though Biden wants to allow them to come here and wait uh, for processing, wait for their hearings, uh, for asylum, um, the court said no after the state sued. The court said, no, you can't do that. Now there's nothing in in the law that there's no law that basically says that, but they basically required Biden to follow what Trump did. So you can't just say overall that Biden does have carte blanche to be able to do whatever he wants to change any policy of a former president, because clearly the courts have ruled that that's not the case. Um, but what about an international policy? I think that's even where it gets more murky when it comes to international policy, uh, because um, let's say, you know, Deminox is president and Deminox makes a deal with a country. Says we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to X, Y, and Z, and you're going to do A, B, and C. And we've made a deal. We've made a bargain. And then Deminox goes out of office and I run against Deminox and I, Maybe I should have used bringing a boy as the example, because I'm more than likely to run against bringing a boy than I would to be against Demodox. But Let's say bringing a boy uh, does. <laughs> Demodocs to be a benevolent dictator. Um, but <clears throat> so bringing a boy when runs for office, becomes president. I have a big problem with many of the things that bringing a boy does. So I challenge him after his first term. And, and guess what? I, I end up winning. Um, but bringing a boy he had made deals, foreign leaders and other countries to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And we're we're going to agree to do X, Y, and Z again. Well, you do A, B, and C, and we're going to make these deals. And even if it's not a specific, a treaty, because a treaty is a whole separate animal. Treaties are signed by President, ratified by the Senate. They they clearly have to be followed, regardless of who is next. But even if it's not a treaty, even if it's just a negotiated deal made between a president or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying that all of those, all, all such deals would have to be followed regardless of how bad they were. But if, if a president feels that, uh, like that he could change whatever deal that, that, he does, that he wants to change. If a president's like, well, I'm new and every deal that you made just, I can feel like I can throw it out the window there's, I have no reason to follow, no reason to keep it, that would then mean that no country would feel safe in negotiating with a president, because they would not want to say, well, they wouldn't say, well, they would say, well, this is good for until the end of your term, but what guarantees do we have, since this isn't a treaty, what guarantees do we have that it's, that this arrangement is going to last past your term? And if, American presidents make a make make a tradition of going back on the deals made by previous presidents then that neuters the ability of any president to make any deal because the people who they're making deal with deals with are going to say well the last president went back on this deal so why am I going to argue with, make a deal with you when your next president after you could just go ahead and change it anyway uh so the idea that um Lovely. We had a the new user that joined and left the conversation called Gavin Moorhead. Lovely. Anyway, so the the idea that that Biden was free could have just changed Trump's deal that he made uh, is false, because had he done so, that would hurt his ability and any future president's ability to be able to make future deals. And I'll, again, if we got, to, I'm not going to say that, yeah. We can't just say that he can they can never do it because maybe a president would get us into a bad deal. I mean Trump did it. He thought there was a deal that was a bad idea. He pulled us out of the Paris Accords and a lot of people are like, Well, this sucks. Of course we, we go we go back into it now. Um but if if we just keep, you know, pulling out and going back in and pulling out and going back in, the entire world's gonna get fucked. Eh, sorry. That was bad. Um Anyway, so <laughs> I swear I didn't plan that. That was just off the cuff. But um, yeah, the, the, nobody in the world is going to trust that we are that we will be trustworthy. Nobody in the world will, will believe any president because they're like, well, why should we even bother negotiating this with you? Because your next president could just completely do a 180 and screw us over let, yet again. Um, let's see. I would no, 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 no. Demonox should avoid politics and the inevitability, inevitable gu- guillotine. She has to put up on the ego. Real life, don't make her imagine me as president. Trump wouldn't know a good deal if he hired a ghostwriter to make a book about it. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the so- That's what I've talked about in the last week, is the the art of the deal guy, Donald Trump, um, it has a lot to blame in this. I mean, We'll talk about what Biden's blame is, because there's blame for Biden. Absolutely, there's blame to be, to be there, to be said for Biden. But Trump has a lot to blame, and so does Bush, and so does Obama, because they continued. I mean, a, a vast majority of Americans believe that we should have left Afghanistan during the Bush years, that we should have been done then, we should have gone after, we should have went after Even if we didn't leave after the Bush years, we have where we caught. I don't think we caught Bin Laden in in Afghanistan anyway. He had left because we were there, so we should have left and followed him and tried to hunt him down and get rid of and 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 deal with him and bring him to justice. And Obama kept his campaign promise and did that. But we should have, you know, Bush should should have said, look, Bin Laden's not here anymore. We're not going to be here anymore either. We're going to have fun with your country. Well, maybe we help, you know, stabilize it. But there's more about that later, about whether or not we could ever, whether or not we could have ever, which I think clearly has shown that that's false. We could not have stabilized it at all. But Trump. Again, as I've said in weeks, but I did talk about this a little bit last week, and Trump absolutely is to blame in this. He has a large portion of it. Um, he negotiated with the Taliban. He negotiated – you know, everybody wants to call Taliban terrorists, and I'm not going to argue with that point. I, I agree. The Taliban is a terrorist group. There's, I have no reason to believe that they've changed their stripes or their spots or what have you. But he negotiated a deal with them. He had 5,000 Taliban prisoners freed, including the current leader. And he had a pullout date earlier than what, what Biden wanted. He wanted us gone by May. Do, do we really believe that a pullout under Trump, if Chad Trump won the election? And I know you're going to say, conservatives who might be listening, well, Trump did win the election. No, he didn't. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Um, but do we really believe that Trump would have pulled out earlier? And, and, and well, one of the arguments that are that are going to be made that that is made, I guess, when it comes to the pullout um, is the uh, oh well, Trump said the other day, I would have made sure that everybody was gone first, that all of the Americans would have been withdrawn before we pulled out. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? Well, to say that you were going to pull out every, all, of, all of the ambassadors and all of the uh, embassy staff and all of the diplomats and all of the other people working in Afghanistan with this new Afghanistan government, to say that is to basically admit that you were giving up on Afghanistan's current government. That you were basically saying that we don't believe in you and we're pulling out and that would have been a recipe for the exact for, for everything that happened. There was no way to know. There was absolutely no way to know that the Afghanistan army that we funded and equipped would fold as quickly as they did. There's no way that we could have known that. None. That there, there was there was plans in place for if they, the Taliban did make moves and if the if the Afghan army was unable to fight them effectively. But I don't believe anybody believed that it was going to be that quick. That 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 well armed fighting force, that well numbered fighting force, just went eh, meh. We give up. Furthermore, um, back to what Trump did, Um, he reduced troop levels. Trump reduced troop levels to 2,500. He did that. He left Biden with that. What was Biden supposed to do? Not pull out the rest? Was Biden not supposed to follow through? I mean, especially because Biden was under the belief as I'm sure everybody else was who were experts. I don't believe there's anybody. Even if you ask the the most diehard, staunch Republicans, if you ask them, how long would it take the Taliban to to capture Kabul? Would you have thought three days? I don't think anybody would have put three days as the over-under. Maybe a month, maybe six months. Let's see. You can't steal my freedom, which I'm sure is bringing a boy because it's all caps. Uh, where are the facts? Where were you there when this was taken? I mean, if the facts have been reported, um, at least he wasn't going to leave all the defense military equipment. We'll get to that in a second. But leaving all the defense military equipment is secondary to the people who need to get out of there. Um, now, but conservatives cheered all of this. When when Trump was saying, we're going to leave Afghanistan, we're going to reduce our troop numbers, I, this is this is where we're at, troop wise now, I want to be at this point by the end of the year, I want to be at this point by the end of my presidency, by the end of the term, you know, this is where I want to be. Of course, he didn't say, when I leave office, because he thought he was going to win. Um, and like many other things, he's wrong. Um, had, you know, he, but he was a lot earlier, there's no way that he could have done an anticipated that all of the that the Taliban would have ran over Kabul that fast, unless he knew the Taliban was just going to, you know, take it over. That and that that that's my conspiracy theory. This is what was the deal that was made ultimately with the Taliban? Was there was there a secret backroom part of the deal that turns the U.S. embassy into Trump Kabul, Trump Tower Kabul? I don't know. Maybe if, I, if that comes true, that I'll be seen as a prophet. I probably still won't be able to get any uh, viewers on my channel, but, you know, at least the people who do watch will be like, hey, you know, Dan was right. But power Kabul Dan called it. Um, but it's a part of conservative hypocrisy is that they cheered all of this happened when Trump was in office. And if Trump would have still been in office, I don't think, like there are conservatives right now. I listen to some, the same conservative show I listened to in the morning and uh, I was listening this morning, and, I, and I'm waiting to drop my kid off at his school, um, my older one who is vaccinated. vaccinated. Um, and I'm sitting there, and, and the host says something or a caller says something, and I'm like,
4: so stupid.
1: And so my son, who's 12, is like, why do you listen to this? Because even he knows it's ridiculous. And I'm like, well, I want to be able to know what the other side is saying so that i could have material on my podcast and he goes that's smart so i managed to impress my son today so a little like get some dirt off this way is where i do it get some dirt off my shoulder there um yeah what was i saying? oh yeah the the conservatives on the on on, you know talk radio saying talking about like what about the gay people in afghanistan they're going to be harmed now that the taliban is coming back through what about the women as if conservatives care about gay people and women here. Like, I don't. If, if Trump pulled out, if Trump was the one pulling out of Afghanistan and pulling the troops and meeting his May first deadline, had people been there waiting to leave, um, nobody, no conservative would be going, "Oh, the poor gay people. Oh, the poor women." They, they wouldn't do that. Not one. I'm. You cannot convince me that they would be. Magically caring about gay people and women. The only reason they're bringing up gay people and women is because they're trying to use it as a bludgeon against the Democrats and against the left and own the libs by by showing oh the Taliban who are the conservatives of the area the Taliban are the conservatives of it of Afghanistan just like the conservatives here you know and just like the conservatives here uh, the Taliban uh, successfully took over took over the government building as opposed to the Conservatives in America who did not succeed with the government building. Uh, It's probably one of the reasons why the uh, the conservatives here are so upset because they feel one upped by the Taliban. The Taliban did what the conservatives couldn't do. It is what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking your line, Donald. Where is it? The, The conservatives are mad that the Taliban did what the conservatives couldn't do.
3: It is what it is.
1: Thank you, Donald. <laughs> that really needs to be higher up on my on my uh, list of sounds that I can play. Um, let's see. And what about let's see the simple efficacy one? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh, I, I'm skipping a whole part. Well, let's actually, let's go ahead and take the second commercial break. Uh, come back. Uh, take your calls as well. 4131 three forty one thirty one. That is nine one four. 803 This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right.
0: Catch you on the team.
1: Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yotta.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A.liberaldan.com.
0: This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Capital, talking investing and finance in the Just Capital Minute. Finn refined the brokerage Robinhood, a record $70 million for, among other things, lapses in customer service. This brings up an important issue. Which brokerage should you use and how do you choose one? There are several things to think about when you're choosing or switching to a brokerage. The first one is fractional share trading. Some brokerages that offer fractional or partial shares are Schwab, Robinhood, Fidelity, and Interactive Brokers. The second thing to consider is what the brokerage's interest rate is for trading on margin, i.e. borrowing from your broker. The higher your account balance, the lower interest rate you will typically pay to trade with margin. The average rate is about 5%. The third thing to consider is research. How much market information, including news, technical, and fundamental data, do you want? Do you want interactivity in your charts? Do you want a social experience? Then Webull may be the one for you. This has been the Just Capital Minute. Build wealth and fight the wealth gap.
1: And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's very code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You can also, again, join us in the chat. We have people in both chats. You can go to the blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. Go to the episode page. Go to the bottom as long as you're signed into your free blogtalkradio.com account. And you'll be able to join us in that chat there. Or if you join us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio or youtube.liberaldan.com. Either way gets you there and you can uh, join in that chat as well and see my, you know, beard and, you know, beard that I've grown back out and my Voltron shirt and everything. Um, So, and then you can also uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, which is one of the best ways to support Liberal Dan Radio is to Subscribe to the channel so we can uh, work towards getting uh, monetization. Also, you can support the show by doing the Patreon, patreon.liberaldan.com. You can go to there as well and support the show. You can either uh, support you know nominally or uh, sponsor bits. You could sponsor uh, things like Words of Redneck Wisdom. Speaking of Words of Redneck Wisdom, let's go ahead and play this. Now, I will warn you. This is the fair warning that even though that the audio that I'm playing played over a terrestrial, over-the-air radio station, that there are some slurs in here that I was very disappointed that the host didn't dump out of. So I'm just warning you right now, a couple of slurs are incoming, so if you don't want anybody to, around you to hear it, this is where it potentially gets not safe for work, uh, maybe lower the volume or just – If you're not watching live, just skip ahead a minute if you don't want to hear, uh, or uh, the next three minutes, I should say. So now, without further ado, this is this week's Words of Redneck Wisdom. And now, Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio.
3: I was just listening to Admiral Kirby. You know, give his speech. I wouldn't want this guy, you know, guiding my rubber ducky around the bathtub. I swear to <laughs> God. I don't know. I don't know where they get these people from. These people are horrible. You know, and you know, same place that they got uh, General Milley from, I guess. And oh, uh, this, this an defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, he's a butte. Yeah, they're all buttes. And, and you know the worst part about it. Like one guy said, when you fire them, they got 27 more right behind them, just as bad, if not worse. You know, the only yeah. thing they want to do is get a political job and call it a day, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I called you about was is that, you know, I'm sitting down here, nodding, the Taliban, these bunch of raghead, no-count, rotten people, we got to be out for August 31st. Do we not have drones and snipers anywhere? If we got drones, we, they're driving around in Toyota pickup trucks, and if I was Toyota, I'd be paying for the drones so I could get my picture off the, the news, you know, and turn around, send the snipers over there, send the drones over there. When the truck weighs out, you blow the truck up with all the ragheads on it. Then you turn around, you let the snipers take care of the rest of them. Send in 20,000 troops. I mean, and I don't want to see our boys going in there. I really don't. But if we don't stop this, we're going to be in such a mess. And I think Steve was right. You know, when he turned around and said, they're going to be hostages, and we're going to be paying to get them out. And Mm -hmm. if we don't come up with the money, what they'll do is they'll put somebody on TV, chop his head off, and then all the American people scream, pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him. You know, and if I was getting ready to get my head chopped off, I'd want to pay him, too. But you know what I mean? that's about how bad this thing's going to get to be. And, you know, when people say it ain't all Biden's fault, I'm sorry. It is all Biden's fault. There's nobody mm-hmm. else could have been that guy going stupid. Mm-hmm. You know? But I do have a way to get to the end of this thing. And I'm bring this up. I think we need a little levity every once in a while. <laughs> we need three pictures. We need a picture of Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren, and Hillary Clinton in string bikinis. Okay? And we're going to drop this on the Afghanis and tell them, this is the your 72 bridges that are waiting for you. After they uh-huh. go blind, they're going to be easy to beat, uh-huh. you know? And then tell Joe Biden, see on the other side of that wall? It's corn yeah. pop. Here's your piece uh-huh. of chain. Go after him. Because uh-huh. I tell you what, he's an idiot.
1: And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And there you have it. I I didn't find any – I mean, there is clearly one section that was more horrible than the other, with another one following right behind it. Um, The the use of the slur for, you know, of course, bringing a bully or you can't steal my freedom one. What's wrong with you can't steal my freedom one? Was was the original one taken, so you had to take this one? You had to add the one to the end of it? Um, You you don't even have a problem with him using the term to describe the – the people over there uh the rh term the slur you, you don't have a problem with that uh no i'm not i'm not going to play that one more time i might play uh, i might play my uh, liberal dance chopper city ad one more time though you know just because that's better uh, but no the i mean to call people that is just ridiculous i mean it, it it's the, the blood thirstiness of it i mean yeah, I have no problem taking out terrorists before terrorists take out us, but he just – the, the, the level of bloodthirst in this guy's mind and, and the fact that women yeah, have to be uh, attractive to him in order for them to have any value, or many conservatives for that fact. That's why – who do you see on Fox News? And don't put up, you know, the person on Fox News that I featured in the Hypocrite of the Week this week wasn't somebody who was there for her ability to make clear and succinct statements. That's for darn sure. She was there because they like to look at her. They only have the quote pretty women, even though they're ugly to the core. Um, I'd mean, buy that pen up, though. Throw Michelle, I, I don't understand. You know, off-topic second. I don't understand the the dislike or the, that 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 conservatives have when it comes to calling Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama's a beautiful woman. I don't understand. You know, and she's brilliant too. That's probably why they don't like her because she's. but so they feel like they have to attack her. You know, attack her looks wise or, or claim that she's really a man. <laughs> Let's call her Michael. <laughs> it's funny. Let's call Michelle Obama Michael because she looks like a man because you know she has some toneness to her arms. <laughs> You know, it's so stupid. Like, you know, Barack's a lucky man. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. Barack's a a very lucky man to find somebody so intelligent and and beautiful to be his wife. And obviously, good mother, you know, they're obviously a very good couple together. Um, Let's see. Yes, smart is sexy. I do agree with you. Uh, and and racism and bigotry is ugliness. There there are people who would be stereotypically considered hot, you know, by societal standards. Who I would never want to touch with a ten foot pole because you know they're just ugly to the core and their their ugliness and bigotry would would be the turnoff. Um, no amount of Cialis or Viagra uh, could help with that with those issues. Um, But let's – what's inside Michelle Obama that is ruthless? What? I don't understand that comment at all. Sometimes you lose me with your comments. Um, I don't get that. Uh, Anyway, uh, so one of the – we're back to the topic of Afghanistan. Um, And one of the things that I don't understand, and the caller I'll get to you in a second, One of the things that I don't understand is when it comes to whether or not not we should have pulled our troops out is to determine, you know, that it's going to hurt the feelings of the troops or the veterans who served over there, or the family of the of the people who served over there and died over there, or like the the veterans who served over there and were injured. It's going to hurt their feelings to be able to, to – if, if we don't if – we, if we're supposed to take that into consideration, like, why, why, did, why does that come into play? You know, as a general rule, we should make sure that our foreign policy, including our use of force, is done responsibly and only for the right reasons. So that's the way you take care of and you, and you support the troops. And then when they come home, you make sure that they have adequate health care. You make sure that health care includes mental health because mental health is just as important as physical health. Uh, you make sure that they have a place to stay and that they don't lose their house because you know now that maybe they can't work because they're on disability, you make sure that they have a good pension. you make sure that, you make sure that, that, that our troops and their families are well taken care of. And especially their families, if somebody who's serving overseas dies in service of our country, regardless of what they're doing, their families should be taken care of. That's how you watch out for the, the feelings of the troops. But it is just, to me, it's disrespectful of the troops to, to continue an endless war and continue to throw troops at the problem when that's not going to solve the problem. You know, I don't think it would ever have solved it. We could have been there for 100 years. We pull out 100 years later, 101 years, and the Taliban come back, because that's probably the way it was always going to be, because that's how that part of the world currently works, unless you get some sort of philosophical reformation over there that stops religious extremism, you know, but we don't have a stop to religious extremism over here either. It's just, not as brutal because you know apparently our, our, our religious extremists are not as adept at taking over countries as the religious extremists are at least domestically foreignly we, we, we go take, we go deal take over countries all the time you know and our religious extremists love to poke watch nests and deal with stuff and you know all, all, all over the world but they, they can't hear because that's why they're jealous they're jealous that the Taliban did what they couldn't have done. But anyway, you know, we did complete the original mission. The original mission was to go after. We laugh at it, uh But to quote, quote Chris Tucker in Rush Hour Two, "Man, no one understands the words coming out your mouth." <laughs> um, and then, what is it? Did you stand, kill my? or Bringing a boy he goes. She is your queen. Now I'm have, have coming to America in my head.
4: She's your queen to be.
1: Sorry. Um, Anyway, so we completed the original mission of going into Afghanistan and taking out Al Qaeda and, and going after Bin Laden, and Bin Laden's long gone. We've dealt with that. It's over. We owe it to the troops to use them responsibly. We don't owe it to the troops to continue an endless war just because some troop might have some feelings about the fact that, well, I lost my leg over there, and now they're pulling out, and the Taliban's taking back over. So that makes the loss of my leg somehow meaningless. But is the loss of your leg going to have meaning if you continuously send troops over there ad nauseum? without end, I don't, see how, I don't see how that makes the loss of the leg any better. I guess, and maybe somebody could explain it to me, uh, and I'm open-minded to the idea that maybe I'm not thinking of something, you know, and, and, and you know what, maybe that person who lost the leg fighting, you know, after we dealt with the Al-Qaeda, after we dealt with the once, Laden, once the mission creeps to um, nation building, maybe that person should be mad about the fact that they lost the leg for this, for a reason that we should have never been there in the first place. But the fact that they should be mad about that doesn't stop the fact that we should not continue to do it. You know, you should be mad about us nation building when we shouldn't be doing, regardless of whether or not we pulled troops out of there now or in five years or 10 years or five years ago, when 10 years ago when we should have. Well, not 10 years. Yeah, 10 years ago. More than 10 years ago. Uh, Wow. It's just, you feel old when you consider the fact that this, that in a couple of weeks, September 11th was 20 years ago. 20 years. Let's see. They're intimidated and they can only feel secure by dehumanizing women. Uh, It's really the same pointless argument. If I suffered, so charge students more for trial. Yeah, yeah. It is the same thing. I paid off my student loans, so I hate the fact that other people have to pay off to get their student loans written off. You know, I had to do this, so that other people should have to do it too. That's a, like I ha, I got whooped as a kid, so I should be able to whoop my kids too. You know, kids don't. That was another thing that said on the conservative radio that, that somehow that we took away beatings in school, so there and, and and kids are misbehaving, so they that that's that's their that's causational it's a causational relationship to that Uh, what if maybe if you stopped beating your kids back then then maybe there would have been less problems because they would have found real reasons to respect your authority instead of you know bringing out a belt or whatever And let's go ahead and take the caller hello caller
6: yeah hey what's going on how are you today yeah, pretty good. Uh, I got a whole other uh, mind direction here on everything. It
1: just happened within,
6: uh, oh, not too long ago, actually. Uh, I came across a couple things, and they were uh, mind, mind-twisting. mind uh, okay. But, you know, they're kind of crazy, but they're actually, I believe, the truth. And uh, so, you know, all these wars that have happened after World War Two, especially, I mean, Yeah, it would have to be after war after World War II, unless Germany uh, was working on this prior to the United States and what they have now have. Okay. Uh, Which is uh, so these wars were all just created not to win. Of course, they were just there as a distraction to funnel money for other things they were working on, such as uh, well. I don't know. Don't, don't don't cut me off from what I'm going to say. But uh, okay. for for, re, for uh, basically uh, reengineering or uh, what do they call that when you fi- have something and you want to re not reengineer it, but you uh, you know you have something and you have to figure out what it is, how it works.
1: You uh, yeah. I mean reengineering sounds yeah. right. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Re- I think there's another something in there, but anyway, uh, we'll use re-engineering. So okay, okay uh, supposedly, and I I do believe now that there has been alien spacecraft that crashed. Okay, okay. so they they have the spacecraft, and so what they needed to do is have funding to hire people and to pay for the reengineering to find out how it works. So they all these wars have been for that because they couldn't tell the public, hey, we need you guys to pay taxes because we are reengineering this technology, <laughs> you know that are. And this and this and that because they don't know how it was going to turn out, and they did Now that they've got it, I, I don't know if you recently saw that one video of that uh, Air, uh, Air Force jet.
1: Yeah, that, the UFO. Uh,
6: the tick, tick, the Tic Tac on their radar.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah, it was it was called a UFO, and they said it was unidentified. So they they confirmed right. that yeah. it was an unidentified flying object. They don't. Yeah. They, they haven't confirmed that it's a alien why not object but they did confirm right. that it no, was yeah, an no. unidentified Well, one. Yeah.
4: well, well the
6: te- the, te- the technology is from an alien but uh we we uh we were able to break it down and uh that's now that was ours it was made by uh i heard it was made by uh uh uh, uh northway North, northrop or uh big
1: uh northrop gunrunner or whatever you know. yeah
6: yeah northrop uh, or uh uh so uh uh yeah so So that's who, you know, that's one of ours. It's actually a human made from an alien spaceship. Now, now I just came up with the conclusion why it is that they pulled out of Afghanistan is is because now they don't need to funnel money and hide money that they need for this technology because they already have it. It's done. It's done, okay? They've got this thing. uh, This ship supposedly could fly from New York to Tokyo in like five minutes. So if, okay. if, if you got if you got something that can fly from New York to Tokyo in five minutes, you control the world.
1: Nobody all right, well, you. All right. Well, we do have another caller, so I do want to get to the other calls. But I'm going to put you on hold for a second. Uh, thank you for your call. If you want to talk again, uh, if you have another point to make, you can always hit one and, and come back on. Uh, what I will say, this since says, "Big alien influencing everything." Um, if the first bunch was true. Maybe. I mean, you have the, the line from Independence Day, you know, uh, David's father, um, says, you know, what do you think? They charged $50,000 for a hammer, 20,000 for a toilet seat. You know, that, that, that they knew that this was that they knew then, you know, all the word, all the quotes from Independence Day, that great movie. Um, I, I really like Independence Day. It's, it's, it's a fun, guilty pleasure of mine. But, um, if, we did have alien spacecraft. And if we did to reverse engineer, uh, the, the items in the, uh, alien spacecraft to, to and, and needed to be able to pay for it and afford the money to, yeah, you know, it, it's plausible it's plausible that that could be the thing I, I am more inclined to believe, uh, which was one of my next upcoming points, um, is that, you know, the the simpler the explanation, the more likely it is to be right. Um, and that may not be true in every circumstance, you know, you know, all, all there's exceptions to every rules, including this one. Um, but the, the idea that, um, you know, that the one, the one group that won this, uh, that, that, that considered Afghanistan, the 20 years in Afghanistan and the arming of, uh, the arming of the Afghanistan, the army, and now that, you know, it doesn't matter who's, who's, um, who has it now to quote this song from Tom Lehrer uh, about Werner von Braun. You know, once the rockets come up, who is there, they come down. That's not my department, to Wernher von Braun. Um, the, the military industrial complex made bank, made money hands over fists. Whatever, whatever the well, just term is, whatever they made a ton of money. Uh, on our, you know, we need people in this that we need to buy tanks that the military doesn't even want, or planes that the military doesn't even want. Why? Because these people want to pay back their campaign contributors. That's it. That's all they want to do. They want to pay off their campaign contributors, and those campaign contributors are often. You know, military military industrial complex. We could save tons of money not buying those planes and not buying those jets and not buying those tanks that the military doesn't even want. They're just sitting out there in parking lots and tarmacs doing nothing. So, what is, is so I'm sure I'm sure the fact that the military industrial complex loved the fact that we were switching the mission from a mission to go after the taliban and to go after al-qaeda specifically to a mission of nation building because they saw ooh if we build the nation that nation is going to need to have uh weapons and and tanks and planes of their own and, and that way we can fill our coffers even more <laughs> so, so yeah as sadie soon says uh taliban taking over afghanistan legal money as well but it, you know, that money in the, in, the, in the items that are already there, the, the equipment choppers, the planes that are there that's supposed to be used by the Afghanistani government that we were supposed to have left in power, um, those, you know, that money is already has already filled the coffers of the military industry. So They already won. They got lots of money, lots of new jets, private jets and cars and everything and houses and mansions for them. So the other caller, let's get to the other caller real quick. Helen. Hello. How are you doing? Where are you from? What's your name?
5: This is Mr. X. I need the identity of the caller who knew about our plan.
1: <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> I, I, I'm just screwing with you. It's me. It's I, not. I, I, I would I, like to say. I know your say, voice.
1: I know your voice. Yeah. I, I, I would like to, I say to the,
5: yeah, I'd like to say to the other caller to check out uh, the YouTuber Kyle Hill. Uh, he's a brilliant scientist who also breaks down things. But they did explain in full detail what those, uh, that, you know, that, uh, that video was talking about with the UFO. Um, right. When you look at a snowflake through a football field lens, uh, it looks like it's like the snow is going crazy fast. It was right. uncalibrated IR radar tech that they had just installed about a week prior, and the pilots weren't used to the configuration. So it was actually the after flash of the engine in front of them, Doped through a zoomed-in lens, so when they moved the camera a millimeter, it made it look like that image was going thousands of miles an hour because, like, you're panning across such a long distance, but really you're moving in a couple instances. So they recalibrated, and it, the blips went away. That's all it was. <laughs> um, so, um, but funny thing, my uncle has been to Area 51,
4: uh-huh. Because
5: it's just an air base where they were testing at the time different types of technology like Raytheon. Raytheon did a lot of work in Area 51, really just like testing drones, testing the SR-71 navigational systems, testing the F-117 where they're trying to determine whether or not it would get picked up on radar and they were adjusting the angles of the folds of the wings. That was all there. And the whole thing about aliens, the government just shrugged and went, well, this is a better cover story than we could ever come up with.
1: So Four. Four. <laughs> yeah. you know, I was about to say, you know, maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true about that. Or maybe that's what they want you to believe. Possibly. I just love to tell people that. Oh, I wasn't anyway. That's true. But
5: I, I love to tell people that my uncle technically worked on alien tech. Um, my grandfather actually had a great thing. Cause he was a scientist for NASA before they were kind of NASA. And he would tell people who were, who were um, moon landing deniers, you're right. We didn't have the tech to land on the moon. We filmed it all on the soundstage on Mars. (laughs) Because if you're going to go crazy conspiracy, like why not? Um, But the actual reason, the real reason to call was, I don't know if you noticed, I picked up a thing in the comments. And as critical as I am of Biden and as critical as I am of pulling out, um, and as much as I think pulling out the way we did was a mistake, technically, He did have other options, but in everything I found, what those options were was he could have renegotiated if he withdrew, but he would have had to renegotiate, and there was a substantial risk of actually needing to increase the troops instead of decrease. So he had the option of doing the pullout, which ended up being a terrible, shitty idea, which was also Trump's plan to begin with. So, again, you are 100% correct on the hypocrisy of the Republicans there but his his option was to do that or potentially make the situation even worse, so it was a damned if you do and royally damned if you don't so right. It was it was kind of no win. So I would like to let Bring It Boy know as much as I also have many problems with Biden, I have still have many, 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 many more with almost every other president. So that's, you know, that's not a con- common thing for me. I haven't liked a president since I've been alive. But right. as many problems as I have, I'm sorry, no, I can't put this one on him. Like, I've tried. Right. I've really tried, to be honest. I'm like, no, you know, work every and, angle. And I,
1: and I think, you know, his statements that – We're not going to see helicopters, you know, fly, you know, pulling people from the U.S. Embassy. That was, I mean, yeah, he didn't know that it was going to happen, but he could have, he could have made a different comment. He could have even said, I don't expect to see that. Or he would have say our goal is to not have that or something like that. But that was, that just turned out to just, I mean, three days later, uh, what do we have? Helicopters pulling people off of the roof. You know, it's, it was, it's, it, the, I hate the word, but the optics of that was terrible. Um, it, was but... it was
5: it was the equivalent of an extended guffaw, and when you criticize somebody for a guffaw that's not really criticizing their intelligence, that's criticizing a slip of the tongue or a figure of speech that retroactively didn't fit as well. That's not the same right. as saying somebody isn't intelligent or right. isn't brilliant. So. And just because Biden in his older age now takes a few minutes longer to formulate all of the sentences that he could formulate faster, that doesn't mean the sentences aren't being formulated. Uh, we had a sales guy. He's dead now at my work and his accounts are still his. And he's still, his sales are still better than all the other sales guys who are currently <laughs> alive because even though he, this guy was like, he worked until he was like 89 years old and he died like in the hospital on the clock um, he was slow, but he was smarter than any of them. So, speed, especially as a neurodivergent person here, speed of speech, and slips of the tongue, is not the same as unintelligent. Right. Context and is what you determined intelligence.
1: Trump, true. Trump Absolutely. had a lot of context
5: for so no intelligence. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, although, yeah. I don't know. I have, I have I had oh. a, I had a bad. Co- I had a bad comment to make, but I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't make it, but it yeah. Is what oh, it is. um, I think there yeah. is
5: something broken with your YouTube, because like okay. I'm on the phone now and I can still only see you. Like, where am I?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm gorgeous. Sure How come I'm
5: not on the screen right now? Why can't the viewers <laughs> see my beautiful face?
1: That should be the next thing. I should I should incorporate <laughs> like a Skype sort of thing where I can get you, uh, get get the other picture in picture or something and do that. Um,
5: I think we would break um, the internet.
1: Yeah, that was, Only Dan's uh, Plus, now featuring Brian. Oh, yes, only Dan. Yes, now that. Yes. We should both wear a Voltron no. shirt, too, and that would be even better.
5: Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm wearing my uh, – currently I'm wearing my Danger Eccentric Genius John Aston shirt because my Voltron shirt is in the wash.
1: But, yes. Well, you know, the other comment I wanted to make was I, I didn't know about, you know, your, your disdain for pulling out. Um, that's a personal thing between you and Sadie. <laughs> yeah that's
4: but I'm kiss
5: rude but dude <laughs> i know rude. Uh, i'm lucky i'm in another room because i'm gonna get hurt
4: so.
1: anyway right,
5: but uh, i'm gonna let you go so i can go back and watch you on the big screen i'm in a separate room so that there's no echo
1: okay cool all right let so. me and we're gonna go back to uh our other caller who did raise his hand, oh, welcome again. So, anything to add to the points that were made by Demna? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Okay.
6: 2004, a woman who had the exact same experience as these recent ones in 2016 that they had shown on. Uh, so, you know, you can try to explain that one. That both
1: were out of. Uh, <laughs>
6: and they didn't know that, uh, and this woman has recently been uh, talking about it as of 2019. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't told that her uh, little radar deal that took uh, this little tic-tac that she te- talks of on uh, Reuter, She She's talking on, uh, you know, very highly regarded news.
4: <laughs> right. how, do you, how do you
6: pronounce it? Reuters? Reuter? Reuter? Reuter. Reuters, yeah. Uh, Reuters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Writers. Writers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's on Reuters and she's explaining in 2019, she saw it in 2004. And when she saw the ones that these guys uh, were showing in 2016, she goes, Oh yeah, that's exactly what we, we experienced the exact same thing. So this, right. sign, I that mean, they pulled up and, you know, listen, there's a secret uh, department. Okay. Biden and, uh, and, uh, uh, uh Trump and all these people that you see talking and doing whatever, they're, they're nobodies, okay? There's a secret department that is an elite group that runs everything, man.
1: <laughs> this is, okay. Uh, well, what you, what I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't no. want I'm going to put you back on hold. I don't necessarily want to go too much into secret groups or Illuminati or, or any other things. We're, we're, we're not. We're not trying to be George Norrie or the other other type of shows that are there. And that's, that's fine. You know, I, I used to listen to George Norrie all the time. I used to think it was very entertaining. He used to think they had a lot of interesting things to say and a lot of interesting theories that people brought up. Uh, but I do want to get back. I, I'm, I'm not planning on doing a three-hour show, uh, three show today. Uh, and I do want to talk about the rest of the topics, uh, getting back to the topic of Afghanistan. Um, but one of the things, and – and it's, it's something that there are people who have taken offense to, to this point as well. Um, and, and but I think it's a valid point that um, people of Afghanistan or the, the military of Afghanistan proved that they were unwilling to fight for themselves without our help. Um, like, why would we troop our troops more day if if they're unwilling? To stay. I mean, I think their numbers are supposedly greater than the Taliban. Their equipment was greater than the Taliban. If if those if they had the numbers and they had the training of the American soldiers, and look, Trump Trump was wanted to get us out of Afghanistan, and that was his goal to do that. Then wh- that's another point of failure for Donald Trump. Why didn't he and make sure that his milit that our military his military. He wishes it was his military. Why didn't Trump make sure that our military didn't train train their troops better? To make sure that they were trained to be able to handle and to be able to deal with combat situations without us being involved? Why didn't he make sure that that was the case? And he should have made sure that was the case, perhaps, before pulling... Pulling down troops to the levels that he pulled it down, i.e., to the twenty five hundred. Um, but there's 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 no reason for us to to have to to have stuck around a single day more, with the exception of and if we would have known, you know, maybe if we would have known for for a fact that they would have just folded, and just went like a baby having a tantrum, just like you know how kids. If they have a tantrum, they just to the floor and just don't do anything. If we would have known that would have happened, yeah, maybe Biden would have been able to have said, okay, well, clearly people are not going to fight for themselves. Clearly that's not going to happen. So we're going to make sure that as we're pulling out that we're going to let all of the Americans know, and hopefully done quietly, we're going to let all the Americans know and everybody else who worked with us like the translators and people who did work with everybody who wants to come with us you are free to come with us and we're going to bring y'all with us and we're going to start that process now but we didn't know we didn't have that feeling we didn't have that understanding that the afghanistani troops were going to just fold like yeah, seven do seven do soft to a raise free flop Um, now, now, but now the thing is, is that we do have the situation where there are, there are equipment, potentially equipment in the hands of the Taliban. So when we left Bagram, for example, uh, the, the base, the Bagram base, you know, we should have either enabled it or once it became clear that it was gonna be over that 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 areas with our technology and our equipment were going to be overrun by the Taliban, we should have then done a strafing run and taken out our our own equipment. We should have, you know, launched some, you know, drones or missiles over there, not to take out the Taliban and of themselves, but to take out the equipment that was no longer that we weren't gonna use and that the Afghanistani army was not going to use. If they were just going to seed that then we should have either rigged them to explode or or basically say, Hey, we're going to put these on these, we're going to put, you know, we're going to, we're going to rig them to explode if we, if we need to, we're going to set it up so that that has that possibility, or we're going to, you know, launch a missile strike to that base and make sure that there's no, there's nothing left but wreckage, so that they can't use. So nothing is becomes usable. That is one thing that should have happened. Um, and it didn't. So that is that is definitely one thing that I will blame Biden on, and I will that that rests squarely on Biden's shoulders is the inability to deal with the equipment. And maybe there's some plans on dealing with it after the fact. I don't know, but maybe maybe he's waiting for everybody to get out first. And that, that could, we could be wrong about this. Maybe maybe Biden is waiting for all of the Americans and all of the. Uh, Afghanistani people who want to get out because they worked for us or just want to, you know, get asylum, maybe he's waiting for all of that to finish so that he can then go do such strikes and take out all of our former military equ- equipment. And if that happens, I'll do a I was wrong, mea culpa. I was wrong. I will be more than willing to say, Biden handled this how he should have. If that's what is, if that does, if that is what happens, I will give um, I'll give him that. I'll, I'll give that back to him. Um, let's see what else. But, again, and people also say, in my notes as I'm going through what I was going to say on this, people also say that Biden should have pulled out, you know, the American citizens before pulling troops out. Uh, but, again, the message that that sends is that we had no faith that the country was going to last, that, there was, that it, we knew it was going to be overrun by the Taliban. We knew that it was going to be overrun quickly. So, therefore, we're not, we're not placing any faith in your ability to, to defend yourselves. And we're we're out. We're done. Hindsight is twenty twenty. There's no way. I, I cannot unless you show me evidence that says the Taliban would have taken over in three days and everybody knew that. And just and if Biden ignored that, then I would blame Biden for that too. Just like, you know, Trump ignored the fact that the president's daily briefing in early January that COVID nineteen was spreading in the country. But he ignored that because he likes to downplay things. So there you go. Um, finally, I think the other thing, unless unless anybody else has anything, let's see the chat. Um, it's our obligation because we had an issue. We went in, we did damage. We we obligated responsibility for what we do. Yeah, if you make a mess, you clean it up. But I don't believe if do you clean it up if they're just going to make a mess again. Like if I go clean my kid's room because you know it needs to get cleaned and then the kid just messes it up again i'm no longer have any desire to clean my kid's room again because you know the kid's gonna have to clean it up or whatever I'm, i don't feel like i'm gonna have to do it if i you know make you know, if i make somebody dinner or something and the person just drops it on the floor and keeps dropping it on the floor why am to stop cooking that person dinner like let's see conservative christians according to Demenax, are the biggest hypocrites where in the Bible does Jesus say, love thy neighbor unless you didn't vote for them or do unto others whatever you feel like because they look different than you? And capitalist Christians are also hypocrites. The Bible literally says all debts forgiven in seven years regardless if they are paid and that banks and creditors are against God. So just saying. Yeah, that is true. Um, and that even that, that's Old Testament or, well, My Testament stuff, I should say, because I don't believe in a New Testament. Uh, but old, that, that even in, even in the uh, Christian Bible, Acts 4 and 5. It's all about how you need to be socialist. Give up all of your wealth so it can be redistributed to those who need it. And if you don't do it, then you should die. That's what Acts 4 and 5 says. Um, For some reason, conservatives conveniently ignore Acts 4 and 5. If you're making the mess, destroy their organization. You can't blame them for making a mess again. Um, Okay, but I guess let's say I make a mess out of my kid's room. Like I guess that would be a better analogy. If I made a mess out of my kid's room and then I'm like, okay, well I need to clean it up. But, that, but if I knew that my kid was just going to make a mess out of it again, then I'm less inclined to want to remake, to, to clean it up. Maybe, maybe if I clean it up, that's a, but I think we have, I think, I think the whole nation building was the attempt to clean it up. It was just corrupt. There, we could do, probably speak for another hour and a half about the corruption uh, that was going on when it comes to um, Afghanistan. There was is, there is the, uh, the, the, the Inspector General report. Let's see. Inspector General report on Afghanistan. SIGAR, if you want to go to S-I-G-A-R dot M-I-L, the Inspector General's Report for Afghanistan Construction. And the name of the report is "What We Need to Learn." It's not what we learned; it's what we need to learn. Uh, it basically says we didn't learn anything during our 20 years here. We didn't learn anything at all. We need to learn these things. The U.S. government spent 20 years and 145 billion trying to re- rebuild Afghanistan, its security forces, civilian government institutions, economy, and civil society. DOD has also spent eight hundred thirty seven billion on war fighting during which two thousand four hundred thirty three troops and one thousand one hundred and forty four Allied troops have been killed and twenty thousand six hundred sixty six troops are injured. Uh, Afghans Afghan facing greater toll, sixty six thousand troops killed, forty eight thousand uh, Afghan Afghanistan Afghan civilians. This is the thing I don't understand. I always thought it was Afghani. I thought Afghan was like you know, something you wore or whatever. I didn't think it was proper to call somebody an Afghan citizen, but I guess recently I've learned that my, that's the true, that that's, that that's a proper way to do it. So um, 75,000 have been injured, uh, both most likely significant underestimations, uh, according to this report. Uh, lesson one, strategy. The U.S. government continuously struggles to develop and implement a coherent strategy for what it hopes to achieve. So if you don't have a coherent strategy, um you're not going to do anything with it. Lesson two, timelines. The government consistently underestimated the amount of time required to rebuild Afghanistan and created unrealistic timelines and expectations that prioritize spending quickly. These choices increased corruption and reduced the effectiveness of the program, uh, the, the, the systems in, in Afghanistan. What is it? The, the former president of Afghanistan, when he fled, did he, he flee with like $100 million or something like that, something ridiculous? Uh, Many of the institutions and infrastructure projects the United States built were not sustainable. Uh, Reconstruction programs are not like humanitarian aid. They are not meant to provide temporary relief. They serve as a foundation for building the necessary institutions of government, civil society, and commerce. Every mile of road the United States built and every government employee trained was thought to serve as a springboard for even more improvement. However, the U.S. government often failed to ensure its projects were sustainable over the long term. Billions of reconstruction dollars wasted as projects either went unused, or fell into disrepair. Um, lesson four, personnel, counterproductive civilian and military personnel policies and practices thwarted the effort. The U.S. government's inability to get the, quote, right people into the right jobs at the right time was one of the most significant failures of the mission, also one of the hardest to repair. Uh, U.S. personnel in Afghanistan were often unqualified and poorly trained, and those who were qualified were difficult to retain. DOD police advisors watched American TV shows about policing uh, civil affairs teams were mass-produced via PowerPoint presentation, etc. Uh, lesson five, insecurity. Persistent insecurity severely undermined Reconstruction efforts. The absence of violence was a critical precondition for anything U.S. officials tried to do, yet the U.S. efforts to rebuild the country took place while it was being torn apart. Um, helping Af- Afghans develop a, cred- a credible electoral process became more difficult as insecurity across the country worsened, intimidating voters, preventing voter registration, closing polling stations on election day, etc. Sounds like Republicans. Lesson um, six: Context. U.S. government did not understand the Afghan context and therefore failed to tailor its efforts accordingly. Effectively rebuilding Afghanistan required a detailed understanding of the country's social, economic, and political dynamics. However, U.S. officials were constantly operating in the dark, often because of a difficulty of collecting the necessary information. Lesson seven, monitoring and evaluation. And this is just like the header and a couple of sentences that I'm giving. This is much more detailed. Uh, Monitoring evaluation, U.S. government agencies rarely conducted sufficient monitoring and evaluation to understand the impact of their efforts. Um, Conclusion, uh, the report raises critical questions about the U.S. government's ability to carry out reconstruction efforts. Uh, Rather than motivating the U.S. government to improve, the difficulty of these emissions may have instead encouraged U.S. officials to move on and prepare something new According to Robert Gates, former Secretary of Defense from 2006 to 2008, uh, I have noticed two many have a tendency towards what might be called the next war itis—the propensity of much of the defense establishment to be in favor of what might be needed in a future conflict. Overall, the kinds of capabilities we will most likely need to use ahead will often resemble the kinds of capabilities we need today. Um, but the U.S. agencies should continue to explore how they can ensure they have strategic planning capabilities, reconstruction doctrine, policies, best practices. So, so and, and this, this is just these several pages are from just a summary of the report. The full report is 140 pages. The full report is uh, the 140 pages. And again, it's not called what we learned from Afghanistan. Kind of it's what we need to learn i.e. we haven't learned this stuff yet it needs to be learned um oh there was, a, there was another point to make uh, the two idiots in congress democrat seth mouton and republican peter maker major snuck off to afghanistan uh clandestinely claiming that they were there for oversight with the pullout process now you know you could have negotiated you could have talked to the, to the administration about it and say hey how can we do this in a way that isn't going to mess up your efforts, but two rogue congressmen going to Afghanistan thinking that they're doing any sort of, you know, fact-checking or, or fact-finding mission about what's going on in Afghanistan, you know. And then when they leave, when they have to leave, unless they brought their own plane, you know, they're taking up two seats that could be left by somebody else who really needed to get out of there. So It's ridiculous that these congressmen went over there. And I'm frankly, you know, I want to say, I'm probably a little surprised that it's a Democrat and a Republican, but I'm not that familiar, I guess, with Seth Mouton and what, what his feelings are, how he operates. I don't know what side of the political spectrum he is. Let's see. let's just do a search for Democrats Seth Mouton and see what, what comes up about him. Uh, let's see. He's from the sixth district. Do you know about Seth Mouton, uh Seminox? Seminox. <laughs> I'm okay if we left them both behind. Uh, Seth Mouton is from uh, Massachusetts, the sixth uh, sixth district. Uh, so, are you familiar with with Mouton at all? And 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 what he is uh what he is. what like, is a Boston a Boston Globe uh, article. Seth Muton, a Democrat, who is speaking up. Uh, truth to Afghanistan and President Biden, uh, he goes to say the withdrawal is anything sort of a disaster would be dishonest. Um, see, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's not going well. It's not a good thing. But who's to blame if we're going to play the blame? Um, Devonox says I am not. Where's the sixth? I don't know where the sixth is. Warren and Maki and Neil are my area. Well, Warren's a senator, and so is Marky, right? Neil's a Republican. Ah, I said, well, you're in the you're in the other side, right? Boston. It's Boston. You have to have a wicked hat accent. Cause last time I did this, I drove uh, Sadie and Deminox a little nuts <laughs> with my horrible Boston accent. Um, it's in math. Anyway, so yeah, those those two fools are just over there being fools, and it's ridiculous that they went ahead and did that. But let's see, let's see, blah, 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 go over, over the comments that I might have missed. Um, but my comment about obligations of taking ref- refugees, we're obligated to take them, we displace them. Yes, absolutely, we're obligated to take refugees, we should be. Uh, we also put those people, even if they weren't displaced, we put the people who worked for us in danger, because that makes the Taliban more likely to want to take them out and punish them for working with you know, the evil Americans. Um The people in Afghanistan didn't accept us there. Why did not want to accept them here? That's what being a boy says. Um they, The ones who helped us did help and did want to work with us and did work for us and helped us and put themselves in harm's way. So, yeah, they, they, no, we should accept them here because we we asked them to help and those that did the translating did. Those who did other work for us did help us. Um, we told them to rebuild the country. That's why they accepted us for 20 years and bringing voices to what they could have told us to get out. I mean, the Taliban were probably telling us to get out the entire time. Uh, there are probably many people who were not in the military, not in the Afghanistan military, who wanted us here, maybe because they knew that the Afghanistan military wouldn't be able, to, wouldn't be up to the task. Uh, but yeah, Demondox correctly says, you go up to a tank and it doesn't really have any armed guards and tell them to leave. I don't think it'll go the way you will think it will. Um, you know, briefly, you had one person in China in Tiananmen Square standing in front of a bunch of tanks, but that didn't change anything in China either. Um, it was the liberals with bleeding hearts that made believe. I mean, it's a – all right, here's what I'm going to say, and I know is going to lie. Um, but according to bringing a boy, it was the liberal that got to leave. The liberal is the one that pulled out. That's it. The liberal is the one that pulled us out. It's not a liberal that cleans up the mess of conservatism, because conservatism is a failure. It's a failed ideology. That's why you always need a liberal to clean it up. But then when the liberal is cleaning up the mess of the conservatives, it costs money. And then the conservatives are like, look at all this money that the liberals are wasting, um, when it was the fact that we, didn't, we didn't, wouldn't have had to spend the money in the first place if the conservatives didn't screw it up in the first place. But, you know, I'm calling Biden the liberal, and that's for sure what Demodox is going to laugh at um let's see um let's see cut off for so that's all that let's see do it scroll back down um yeah accident wicked pizza <laughs> it depends on if you're the north end or the south South on coffee uh don't drive a truck kind the bridge of mass avenue I, I i don't live there but i think i'm aware of the picture um, I would say it's leftists that clean it up the ones we called liberal in the 80s now liberal kind of means centrist
4: yeah.
1: I mean kind of use liberal and progressive and leftist interchangeably but that's probably because I called liberal Dan and I'm a pragmatic progressive and I believe in some leftist ideas like universal basic income and uh, uh, Medicare for all so that's probably why I call myself uh, a, a pragmatic progressive and it's probably why the Venn diagram of of liberals, leftists, and, and, um, progressives. I'm probably, I'm somewhere in the intersection of all three. Um, let's see. Mouton is a Marine veteran, anti-Iraq war. Um, he is calling to evacuate allies. I don't know his politics, but that's a statement. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Sadie, for that. Appreciate it. Um, anyway, So unless anybody else has anything else to say about the topic, I think that's pretty much the end of uh, all of my topics. Oh, we do have a a caller on the phone. I think this is our friend from the West Coast. Hello.
2: Hello. Let me know if you hear an echo or not, so that way I can take it off the speakerphone.
1: Um, Good for now. uh, Okay, great. Well, I I, I, I now do hear me. I do hear me. (laughs) I am hearing myself, so you might want to take on the speaker.
2: Okay. Uh. Okay. How about
1: now? Uh, let's see. Can I hear my, I can't hear my. No, I still hear myself now. But whatever. Go ahead. Make your okay. point.
2: Okay. Uh, I kick it off. We're, we should be back to normal. Okay. Um. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. You're uh, welcome. Just wanted to mention the name, uh, Brzezinski. Um. If you're okay. familiar with uh, Brzezinski, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, Zygbu, you, uh Brzezinski in relation to the, the post on MSM. Anyway, so he was the first person that got us involved with Afghanistan under um, Lyndon B. Johnson. And from there, he went under Jimmy Carter's also administration. Now his wow. philosophy to um, under counsel or his counsel for foreign policy was that of, so the Russians were in Afghanistan and they wanted, the U S wanted them to get out. So they created the, um, was it the Taliban? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, pretty much. Or what became the Taliban and what, what some point, whatever became the Taliban. Yes.
2: So, um, and to basically, so they went into Afghanistan at that point, and so his philosophy is so we'll recruit uh, terrorists and arm them, and then we'll use them to take out whoever we want to take out at that time if we want to take over a country, and basically let them battle it out so that we don't have to. And so they were created under a Democrat administration, but Bush is also, you could say, um, a Democrat in uh, sheep's clothing, uh, pretending to be a Republican.
1: <laughs> I would highly disagree with that statement. There are plenty of issues on Bush that that he would not fit in under the – where he would have fit in under that big tent. Or whatever our tent is, if it's big or not, I really don't think that Bush fits much under there. I understand uh, – it's very convenient after the fact to say – that a politician is... I mean, I could probably point at more things that Reagan did that is more in common with with the Democratic Party, like, you know, giving amnesty to 12 million undocumented people here in this country, um, making sure. an argument that, you know, you know, those are... I mean, not, not that Reagan would really find a place in the Democratic Party either. I mean, he, Reagan famously said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Democratic Party left me. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't mean he left all he of had them.
2: The, um... The digital records and, and HIPAA uh, stuff put in, and so our, you know, they're, so they're all pretty much. They've been a single party, you know. This it's not a, a two-party you know, paradigm. It's it's a one one rule, <laughs> but they like to put on a good show, a really good show. Left, left, left you wing,
1: know, right wing, same bird type argument.
2: Yes, right, right, and I okay. say that just because there are some politicians, as you pointed out um, whether they've been in the administration or at the, at the head of the state, which would be the president. Um and our Pentagon departments and so forth, they have um people in there that are more right leaning or left leaning, um, but but they have both still in them. And so it just depends on the strength of their beliefs and whether they can influence others to lean that way. But we're we're seeing and what I'm seeing anyway is that we just have a lot of bloodthirsty neocons and um, you know in our and our government is not representative of the people like it should be, and it's very disturbing to know um, you know how our government has basically bullied the rest of the world, and for that we've sacrificed lives on both sides, whether um, it was a country we went into, um, but more importantly. Are people here who had volunteered to serve um, believing that they were fighting for for freedom. And uh, basically it was their resources. So that people right. get
1: I mean, we agree. I mean, there is, there is, there are bloodthirsty people who, who, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not exactly sure if I would say like, um, I mean, would, I mean, would, would you call Trump a neocon?
2: say no. And I would say no because of the fact that um, he was doing everything he could to smooth things over with the rest of the world. You know, when he tried to um, because you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. And so when he thought, you know, as far as, hey, I'm going to talk to Putin, see if we can work something out there. But then everybody said, oh, he's a Putin puppet. Oh, see, that figures because Russians stole the presidency for him. Oh, Trump's in with the Russians. Oh, this investigation, Russia, Russia, Russia. And so he ended up Blowing that out of the water and going, you know, putting sanctions on them. Same with um, Kim Jong-un. You know, their relations well, were building. I mean,
1: well, There's got to well, be of the point, a story. One, one of the points I would make, though, about that is, like, during the campaign, uh, Trump literally campaigned on uh, – in, in one of the debates said that he would go over there and bomb bomb the women and children and and go and take their oil, too. So uh, well, he said planned. that because
2: we've been in that war for 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 forever. He said it should have never happened. We should have never gone over there. And he said we, I, I would just get re- be done with it. I'd go over there. I'd carpet bomb everything. Bring our guys home and just end it. And well, that's well, that, well, that well, well, that well, why the need to
1: carpet bomb. That's my point. The fact that he was willing to carpet bomb says that he his level of bloodthirst potentially matches the ones that you're criticizing the neocons uh, are. There are there are your libertarian-minded type folk who are in the conservative party who, who are very much against foreign interventions, um, and that's fine. And we, there's probably some agreement that could be had, had there left and right on that issue as well. He I was just...
2: also talking about eliminating NATO at that point as well, which he was highly criticized for. He said the Cold War is over. We don't need NATO anymore. So that goes along with what he was saying as far as let's just be done with this whole terrorist thing, get it over with. Okay, those were just hyperbolic words as far as carpet bombing. But people understood what he was saying as far as let's just end that, come home. We don't need to be there.
1: We see, have I, don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. I really don't think Trump was, was trying to – Then why to, would
2: he want to get rid of NATO?
1: Because he was Putin's puppet, but that's a whole other show. The reason to get rid of <laughs> not, NATO
2: you know, is, you know, is There's Putin, but there was never any evidence of that. People just like to pass that along. If you could prove to me that there was actual evidence showing um, that they, I mean, he, he was ba- a puppet.
1: He, he begged uh, Russia he, uh, to, he didn't, um,
2: No, he, he, he did Russia not. He of was my, making I'm a joke. On he on said, and if you can find Hillary's 30,000 emails, she says, um, that would be great. You'll help me out here. Or help me out and find Hillary's thirty thousand emails. He was joking because everybody kept saying Russia, Russia, Russia.
1: But no, it it, it wasn't Russia, Russia, Russia at that point. At that point in the campaign, it wasn't. I don't think the Russia, Russia, Russia comment was at that point in the in the campaign. At that point in the campaign, I think it was earlier. uh, I don't even know when the Russia, Russia, Russia. I don't remember what when specifically the Russia, Russia came started. That's when it started he,
2: because from there he, on he was like he's serious. He was asking Russia for help to win in the election and they helped him win.
1: But you can but, but but you can only use the I was just joking so far. You can only use that so much. You can only say oh, I was just kidding uh, about that. Why is Adorable that? To well,
2: I didn't know he, there was he, a limit on just joking. He was talking to well, his base and basically trying to irritate the the he uh, media. He liked to get the media conference. going.
1: It was a press conference. It's <laughs> just like when during his press conference when he said that he wanted to ban all Muslims from – a total and complete ban on Muslims entering the country. You know, He said that. A and, temporary
2: and it, ban to find out what the hell is going on is what his words were. We need to right. put a temporary ban on all Muslim countries until we figure out how to vet them and figure out what the hell oh, is he going on.
1: It a total and complete ban until we figure out know, what's going there on. Was temporary. It was temporary. He, no, I, 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 and he I, used I,
2: Obama's I, list.
1: No, that's, that's the thing. He didn't campaign on using Obama's list. He campaigned on it total and matter. Complete. It doesn't matter because it, he ran, no, he doesn't, ran because, on complete xenophobia. He ran on xenophobia. What he did is
2: what matters. No, What he did is because, what matters. Yes. When came, Actions when over words. You,
1: when somebody tells you who they are you believe them you don't you don't you don't you don't make excuses you know just be, if i say i want to kill all these people but then i only kill half the people do you then say oh well he only killed half the people if i want to take you know if i want to do things that um
2: that's a little extreme killing someone that is a little extreme on, fun, yeah.
1: but if you show if you show i
2: mean i could just people, get pissed off by having some road rage and going, you know what all these freaking black people need to leave this country. They can't drive. They don't know how to drive, or these Asians, or whoever. You know. And I don't wow. mean it, but at the moment, I'm pissed off because of this one particular person's actions. Maybe they mean Yeah, get rid it, of it, them it, all.
1: <laughs> if a black person cuts me off, I don't start trying to blame the black the person who happens to be black at all. Driving all on them, I think. Well, i don't go
2: around saying I'm going to kill all this, all these people too. What well, we were just saying.
1: Okay, but <laughs> I like, was me too. Well, he, well, <laughs> he said he was. Well, I'm, I'm trying to do like Trump did, where he was like, I'm, "Let's go over there and bomb all the women and children," you know, and, and take for oil. Like, <laughs> I was doing, I was, I was doing. I was paraphrasing what Trump said. I'm not literally. Saying, I'm, I'm doing that, but no, that's a little different. But the point is, is that if he says, if his, if his campaign promise or campaign platform or plank was total and complete ban and he only bans people from seven countries then why, why that's not reason for me to say oh well he didn't really mean all of the countries he only meant those no he should have only said countries that sponsor terrorism or countries that have proven themselves to, to have you know large upswells of terrorist activity going on no he said total and complete he was on the campaign trail he said
2: when he said that
1: Right. Yeah, but, but so there's, there's, politicians I, I can, say a lot of stuff yeah, politicians <laughs> when we're on a say trail. a lot of stuff. But but politicians. Yes, we were supposed English.
2: to be having mandated vaccines, and you know now we're talking passports, and you know mm-hmm. now we're hunting domestic terrorism, basically anybody that's white. So my husband could be arrested for domestic terrorism just because he's white.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> he was your respect. husband was your husband involved in the uh, in the January sixth insurrection? No. Matter. Oh. you
2: did read the, the, the you, you have to read Merrick Garland's policy foreign policy
1: oh, if you there's...
2: disagree with the government you feel that they are overreaching and you express those thoughts they will take you in and it is in his policy I read it and I also read the fact that he joined up with the, with Christ Church in New Zealand um it's called christchurchcall.org and they are a part of a gift It's spelled g i f Dot org and what they are is our social media sites. They deem themselves a 401c3 um, class uh, NGO. They call themselves NGOs. Yeah, believe me, go to the website, to the DOJ website and you will s- uh, look up for the speech of Merrick Garland and foreign policy and it is freaking scary. Those are his words you can watch the video or you can read the transcript i I, I,
1: i'll i'll have a look maybe you can email me that to me just just to make it easier but but you know know, a lot of conservatives will like to say that donald trump was just joking about what goes on or just joking about you know what he says that he wasn't really serious about that he was just kidding well Let's listen to Donald That's Trump. That's why they
2: call him a church picture. I
1: think
2: I'm pronouncing you that right. To slow down Were you just kidding, or do you have a plan to slow down
1: testing? not kid. There you go. Donald Trump, when he, when he made his comment about slowing down testing, he goes, I don't kid. He does not kid around. He, he clearly said that he doesn't kid around. He, he, that, is not his, that is not what he does. That is not his manner. Of, when he says something, he means it. And whether well, not so it's do good all the not. other
2: politicians. I don't know uh, why uh, everybody uh, has uh, to hold him uh, to we'll his up, word, uh, but let everybody else slide. I mean, Joe Biden made a lot of promises on the campaign trail too, and every and so far he's <laughs> basically ignored all of them.
1: And which, which policies have <laughs> been ignored?
2: The masks? the mandate.
1: What about, what about the, the masks?
2: Passports. He wants He wants to institute. Ma- he wants people to wear masks. He wants the children to wear masks. There are clips of him talking about it.
1: Sarah, well, he does, and he's trying to—he's trying to do whatever he can do within the within the within the confines of his authority as president to to do those things because He's we doing it through have, the CDC, have, and, right, and, and no, it, we
2: shouldn't. He said he wasn't going to make anybody. He said we're going to be no mandates. He said under his presidency,
1: there was there was supposed to be no mandates at all? periods. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we as could, far as
2: the vaccine goes, yes. I'll have to find that clip and send that to you too. But they all say things, but we're yeah, they so but,
1: but focused on one everything of the that Trump that, says. Well, because one of the reasons the y'all whole, like one of the reasons y'all like him is because of the fact that you say that he he's he's not a politician. You claim you say y'all a lot of a lot of this Trump supporters says that he says you know he says what he means and he's a plain speaker and he, and he that he doesn't do what the other politicians do. So either that's true and he says what he really means or he is a politician and he doesn't say what he really means and he's just kidding all the time but just well, like that's
2: when you have to examine the context of what he says when he says it
1: well i mean the context was was, With was clearly a letter that he that he posed he read he read verbatim from his press release that he wanted a total and complete ban on muslims entering this country he didn't he didn't make any ifs ands or buts about it and just because again my point is that just because he only implemented those first seven countries, it doesn't mean that he wouldn't then try and do other countries too later. It, you know, it's just, just because he
2: originally you, wanted all Muslim countries banned. Again, it was a temporary wasn't ban and until Muslim we find countries. out what the hell but was he going did, on.
1: Well, he did say but he until didn't we find out what's it. going on. But, but who, who knows? How, but that's still indefinitely until we find out what's going on. And he said right. he wanted to ban all, not, not just all Muslim countries. Because he wanted to ban all Muslims from entering country that's that's a significant difference, even you know so that means a Muslim person coming well, from time, England, a Muslim person coming right. from France, a Muslim person coming from Brazil whatever wherever, wherever well, you to protect the
2: United people, States
1: right, and you don't do that well, by blanketly by blanketly saying that all Muslim people are bad people because that's not well, the okay
2: the time if you recall, we were having terrorist attacks left and right, not only here, but everywhere else in the world. And it seemed to be Muslims that were doing it. And so instead of taking a chance and having some come in, because there were some that didn't have papers, because as far as where they were, you know, who they were and everything else, because they were coming from countries that didn't have a government, so they couldn't actually vet these people, so we couldn't vet these people. So rather than just bringing them in like we...
1: At that point, you say this person can't come into the country because they're not vettable. You could say I- I- we're going to stop people that are coming in the country who can't be vetted. That's, I have no problem with saying that, but that's not that's not religion-based. That's I can't vet you because you don't have the proper paper trail, so therefore we're not going to let you in the country. And if you said that, well, fine. That's fine. I would, have, I would have had no problem with that. But then Trump wouldn't have gotten the most. When you votes have a large – Trump, Trump had to go after the – there's a large segment of the population that's xenophobic white supremacists that not saying that all Trump supporters supported those things, but all Trump supporters had no problem with the fact that Trump was pandering to those things. And that that in and of itself is problematic.
2: How is um, that? He was protecting the country when you have San Bernardino terrorists, homegrown terrorists flying back and forth. Okay. They were living here already. Um, When you have the nightclub killing, you know, with another um, Muslim, you have the uh, base, what was it, the army base, where you had that person, he was a Muslim. So it's like, we don't know who's who, and they were Americans. And so it's like, all right, we need to just stop them all from coming in right now until we figure out how we're going to do this as far as letting them in, you know, the good ones. Um, And at that point, there were terrorist attacks happening in France. There were terrorist attacks happening in the UK, under bridges, you know, at their concerts. I mean, in Canada. I mean, there were, they were just boom, 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 everywhere. And so at that point, you've got to stop it. you got well, to maybe. stop it to protect the country. That was his job, to protect against all foreign and domestic enemies. And in this case, we have wow. people who were wow. here that were Americans wow. that also had maintained a dual citizenship. So, his you know, he did his the, job. Yeah.
1: That's very important. His job was to defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic, yet he did nothing when we had domestic en- enemies attacking our capital. But here's the thing, and maybe I understand, maybe I understand your point. Maybe I understand. <laughs> he wasn't
2: president anymore then.
1: <laughs> January 6th? November
2: 3rd. January yeah,
1: 6th, January he was six. still president. He was still president January 6th. Joe Biden did become president no, until January 20th.
2: Until the 20th, I know. But the, technically, yeah. he was not president anymore. Besides, give me a break. If, At if the end was, of his presidency, was, that's what you're going to was,
1: was, if ding was an attack, <laughs> if, there was, if there was an attack that came from another country, a country attacked us on January 6th, Trump, Trump would have been like, well, it's Biden's fault. I'm not president anymore. I'm a lame duck. It's not my responsibility. It was his responsibility until noon on January 20th, 2021, to be president and to uphold his oath of office to protect people from all threats, foreign and domestic. So it was absolutely his responsibility to act and to be able to – especially because of the fact that since Washington, D.C. is not, it does not have statehood, then therefore it's under the guise of the federal government. But I can understand maybe why you're making the – point that you have the fear of what maybe, – maybe what you read from Garland is making you fear that Garland would act like Trump. And say, well, we we have to protect this country from white nationalist terrorists, and and because the only way to determine who a white nationalist terrorist is, maybe there's no way to tell. So we have to then treat all white people as bad. Maybe you think that that's what Garland would do because that's what Trump done, and you've just justified Trump doing what he's doing, but are then afraid that Garland is going to do, based off of the problem of the threat that is exists of. White supremacist, white nationalist terrorists. Is that terrorist what you country? heard?
2: Oh my word. Not even well, close. No, that, 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 all I was that, saying that, as far as the January sixth thing was not justifying what happened on that day. I did no, not no, say no, well what it I was heard, okay what, for Trump, no, Trump no, to I, ignore that day. I said Trump wasn't actually technically president anymore. I mean, or March actually technically president. president. Technically he was. Technically he was. i I misspoke, okay? okay? So but I didn't say what he did was okay. On January 6th, what I'm saying is at the beginning of his presidency, as far as
1: protecting. I'm talking about what he did with the Muslim thing. What Trump did with the Muslim thing is say, here are some terrorists that are Muslims. There's a group of terrorists that are Muslim terrorists, or that there are terrorists who happen to be Muslims. Okay. So he took that and said, because we don't know how to determine who the non-terrorist Muslims are from the terrorists, his Mm -hmm. plan was then to ban all Muslims from entering this country. And that was the justification. We don't right. Mm-hmm. So then, but you then have a problem with Merrick Garland. What You're claiming that Merrick Garland is is going after all white people, or all people who speak out against the government, because there's no way to determine how 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 those people who speak out against the government who are domestic terrorists, and those people okay, who speak okay. out against the government, and those people who speak out against the government who are not domestic terrorists. So I'm having a problem. Wrong. I'm having. I'm, I'm having. Well, no, I'm having a problem understanding. I'll let you in, Demondox, in a second. Um, I have a problem understanding how you can justify banning. You know, treating all Muslims as if they are potential terrorists, but not treating all anti-government conservatives as if they're potential terrorists. When both groups have subsets that are terrorists, and and the reason. So if, if it's okay for Trump to do it, well, then why is it not okay? Why is it? Last
2: Mm-hmm. Americans have the right to express themselves without having Every. to worry about being called in or hauled in for disagreeing with the government. If I sit here and, you know, so, talk so about the government as far as, you. you know, I think Joe Biden's an idiot. And it's not a matter of not knowing how to vet these people, these well, white supremacist I, I, people I, I, that I you're talking that. about. Right. But, right. but I'm I just saying, saying as I far I as these are the words. I'm going to
1: mute you a second. I'm muting you a second because I, I don't want to get to that. I agree with you. People have the right to speak, and it's not just citizens. This is not just a right that citizens have. This is the right that all people have in this country. It's not The Constitution doesn't strictly constrain the right of free speech to only citizens. It's non-citizens as well. Um, and for some it's reason – for Americans
2: right, under the, that live under the Constitution.
1: No, 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 no. The no. Constitution is a protection it's, it's of those rights. Part, it's, no, it's all – for everybody who is in this country is protected by the Constitution, has the rights – the rights that are given to persons or people are, 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 are for everybody in this country, regardless of whether or not you're a citizen or not. Uh, there are specific rights. The Constitution rights.
2: doesn't give you your rights, though. It
1: protects them. The Constitution it does yeah, not give you rights. The Constitution protects the rights, but the Constitution doesn't protect those rights for just citizens. The Constitution protects those rights for all people. Like, just because somebody is here who is, who is let's say somebody is, is, a, is a, somebody who is here on a visa that's not a citizen. That person still has the right to not have, you know, invasive, you know, improper search and seizure. That person has the right to a fair trial if that person is brought up, you know, on any criminal grounds. That person has the has the right to free speech and to say whatever it is they want to speak because that's what our country guarantees and protects. So the 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 rights of of, if I'm saying if if they're here, I said if they're here on a visa. But even if you're not here, okay even if you're not here and even if you're even if you're if, even if it's proven that you're undocumented and that you're not here and you're in here in violation of our border policies you still have rights you still have constitutionally protected
2: I can't hear me well Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you still talk?
4: US it's 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 under because, you
5: know, anyway. it might be I can't hear you is it still broken no nope. broken no nope. it's broken
3: yep it is what it is It is what it is. It is what it is.